Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you're just a little bit compliant, could you hit the like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our first story of the day is by somebody with a lot of numbers in their username. Sure, I'll do my job. I'm a young person working in a backroom position at a retail store. I've been working there for about a year now. My management when I started was excellent, and as a result, I'm very well trained. I never got written up am always on time, and I consistently do things well above my pay grade. I fill in for my supervisor in the back room and can run it by myself if need be, and I trained our newest supervisor in her position. If you're wondering, I didn't take the supervisor job because it required changing my shift time. I knew all the fine details and was a team trainer as well. Basically, I was a supervisor, but without the pay raise. My managers moved on to greener pastures and their positions were filled by new management. The new management doesn't compare to the quality of the old management. Our store manager, all caller Karen, is the worst manager I've had the displeasure of working for. She loves workplace politics, acting snaky and micromanaging everything. When suggested solutions to problems, Karen would rather take a less effective route just to be the one in charge. When she messes up, instead of admitting it, Karen blames anyone but herself and makes it their responsibility to avoid looking dumb. Karen doesn't help when she's needed, rarely does her job, takes personal phone calls all day, and sits in her office on her computer. She's rude, inconsiderate, and incompetent. All in all, Karen is an awful boss. I tried to make peace with Karen at first, but we quickly started bumping heads, and our relationship is shaky at best. We're cordial with each other, but Karen wanted me to abandon 100% of my authority while still running the back. Which couldn't happen because others come to me for direction a lot. We don't speak to each other when we don't have to. Well, Karen screwed up. One day in the back, we finished with a group activity. Simply put, I had to pee. So, once we were done, I told my supervisor I needed a quick bathroom break and headed out to the bathroom. The second I began my business, I got called on the intercom by Karen to come to the back room. Sigh. I finished up quickly and got back to the stockroom. I was gone about two to five minutes tops. When I walked in, Karen was immediately interrogating me on where I'd been and what I was doing. I told her I'd gone to the bathroom, and she continued asking like the answer was gonna be different. Eventually, Karen said this absolute gem to me, which she couldn't have known would change the course of our time at this company forever. Karen says, you need to use company time more wisely and do your job. Okay, remember how I said I was basically the backup stock supervisor at this institution? My list of self-appointed management duties was actually pretty long. Training new people, fixing damaged items, fixing packaging, training the supervisors, doing paperwork, delegating tasks, giving instructions to people, taking garbage out, cleaning the stockroom, the list goes on and on. When Karen said this to me, something clicked. You see where this is going. I stopped all of it. All the managerial stuff went right out the window. Do my job? Okay, I'll do my job. Not your job, not her job, only mine. 
That's what you asked, right? Direct your own team, do your own paperwork, train your own supervisors, cause I'm just a lowly wagey, right? Yep, my stockroom fell apart quickly. Suddenly the entire room was in disarray. New people weren't being trained, faulty product was put out. My new supervisor had no idea what to do other than copy me, so none of the paperwork got done. Garbage stopped being taken, people in the stockroom didn't have direction, floors were dirty, etc. I wonder why? It was a mess, and management couldn't say anything about it because those were management's duties and not my problem. I know that Karen knew what I did, but all she could do was silently fume about it, suck it up, and actually do her job. She got pissy with me after this and tried giving me less shifts, but that didn't last. Management finally got involved with the stockroom. I've never been so satisfied with myself, all because Karen couldn't accept that I had to pee. What are you gonna do? Fire me for doing my job? If you were overextending yourself, bending over backwards for somebody that wasn't even really asking for it, and that person starts nagging you and getting on you about not doing this or not being around at X time, would you also just say screw it, drop all these duties that you're not even supposed to be doing anyways? and let them see if they can then complain about something you're not doing? Let me know if you think that's worth doing in the comments down below. Our next story is by Ted Lasso, on the receiving end of malicious compliance. My father-in-law is an interesting guy. For Halloween this last year, he sent my family cards, which is a totally normal thing. He sends cards for every holiday. We open the cards and my oldest gets $30, my middle gets $20, and the youngest gets $10. I took $10 from my oldest to give to the youngest so everyone would have $20. My oldest was mad. My youngest didn't really care, but I wanted it to be fair. Then I got on the phone with my father-in-law and explained that I would prefer if he sent money to please send all the kids the same amount. Fast forward to my oldest child's birthday a week ago, he turned 11, so my father-in-law gave him a birthday card with $11. He said thank you, and all was good. Then he took out his wallet and handed each of my other kids $11 as well. I asked why he gave all three kids money for the oldest's birthday. He said, you told me that I have to give all the kids the same amount of money. Well, I guess I walked into that one. I definitely can't relate, but I would imagine being the oldest comes with some negatives kind of like this. Either you might get neglected in favor of your younger siblings, or maybe you had to work so hard or reach a certain age to get something, and your younger siblings get something you couldn't at that age just because it's not fair if you have it and they don't. For all the older siblings out there who had to deal with these plights, I feel for you. Our next story is by Sartan666, was asked to bring something from the storage room, instead brought back more work to my boss. Not a big one, but still fitting. I volunteer at a lab in a hospital. My boss slash supervisor is nice, but sometimes too much of a perfectionist and skeptical of me. Probably because I'm not an actual lab worker, so I don't know what I'm doing. For example, she once asked me to calibrate a scale, didn't believe the results because they were too precise, and wanted me to do it again with her. The results didn't change, by the way. I'm not going to describe everything she asks me to do, but most of it is pretty insignificant and doesn't actually contribute to the laboratory. 
Anyway, today, she asked me to go get something from the storage room, which is a two-minute walk and a flight of stairs away. It isn't a lot, but since there's several units working together, and some of them are in the same hallway of the storage room, I pass by there a lot. So I went there, looked around for about 10 minutes, didn't find it, and went back upstairs to the lab. I told my supervisor there was none left, but as usual, she didn't trust my ability to see and told me to go ask the lady from another unit that works next door to the storage room. Eventually, I came back telling her she needs to order more of that product, and she said something like, instead of getting help, I'm getting more work. I mean, I did tell you I couldn't find it. Not believing my words is your fault, not mine. I can't imagine it's too good for worker morale for your manager to be like, can you go check something for me? You go do it. You come back and say, yeah, we just don't have any of that in stock. We're going to have to get some more and get instantly met with essentially, oh my God, you're bringing me more work. Why can't you just go find something that isn't even there? I think that'd make any worker be like, what the freak, dude? This next story is by Proof Bathroom 3902 Dick Sporting Goods Gets Tricked. Back when Dick still sold ammo, they had a great sale on Remington 12 gauge gun club shotgun shells. I shot traps, so I used a lot of shells. It was $40 flat, which is 250 shells, 10 boxes. The limit was 5 flats per visit. So I went in, got a cart, and asked the guy behind the counter for 5 flats. I noticed they had 2 pallets of flats still wrapped on the floor they were stocking. The guy said, just take the loose boxes on the shelf. I said I'd rather have sealed flats, not loose boxes. So he rolled his eyes, cut the wrap, and put five flats on my cart. Went up and cashed out. Cashier scanned the top box times five, $200 plus tax. Put them in the truck, went back for five more. This time the cashier didn't want to sell them because of the limit. The limit said per visit, not per day, right on their sign. I asked for the manager who wasn't happy, but finally said go ahead but no more today fine took my 10 flats home and stacked them in my garage that's when i noticed that two of the flats were not gun club number eights they were three inch 15 pellet magnum buckshot the flats looked the same the only difference was the label that sells for ten dollars per box of five rounds or five hundred dollars a flat so i called the store got the manager explained i'd been in there and bought 10 flats yes i remember you So I started off with, there was a mistake and I've got the wrong ammo. The manager cut me off kind of smugly and said, Sir, there are no refunds or exchanges on ammo once you leave. I say, okay, but the mistake is I don't have the gun club shells. Sir, you need to check the things in the store. You wanted to buy 10 cases, so you have 10 cases. I will not refund it or exchange it. You bought it. It's yours. It's store policy. I say, I understand, but you gave me, I'm done talking to you. Our policy is no refunds or exchanges. You should have known what you were buying before you bought 10 cases. Goodbye. So, okay. I kept the thousand dollars worth of shells I bought for 80 bucks. They really showed me. As much as a flub as OP thinks they're probably doing here, I don't know the laws, but I'm imagining if that's like a federal rule or whatever, or a very strict policy, even if they gave you the wrong ammo and they lost their butt on that, I doubt there's anything they can do. In fact, maybe the manager was so insistent on this because they knew they couldn't do anything, and maybe they don't want to hear how badly they flubbed something. And our final story of the day is by Insomniac Eye, I want you to leave, okay? So this probably happened around 10 years ago, maybe a bit less than that. I'm living in Europe, and I was a uni student at that time. 
no regular job, so I used to work with some temp job agencies, which used to let me know when any work came up to see if I'm up for it. Nothing too interesting, most of the time it was a company that had to do a yearly inventory and needed extra workers to do some repetitive, soul-crushing tasks, like counting numbers of screws and bins and segregating them into said bins based on their type. Quite literally that, to be honest. The main problem was that for small locations, it often lasted only a day or even a couple of hours. So the pay was poor at best, but hey, as long as they pay something, it's a step forward for a young student. One time, I got a comfortable offer to participate in a preparation for such inventory, and a good aspect of it was that preparation was planned for two weeks, as they had quite an extensive stock. And it wasn't just me who was hired, there were probably like two dozen of extra little helpers. Boy, we were gonna get rich! For the first few days, it was going pretty well. We were usually working in pairs for various departments around the store. Each of those departments had a supervisor or two who, well, supervised our work and gave us tasks. During those first few days, I was working for some nice guys, same department all the time. And let me digress for a second here. For the purpose of the story, you should know that I pay great attention to details and am pretty hardworking. So whatever it is I'm doing, I'm always giving my best even if the task is tedious. And it was no different at this job. However, let's get back to the topic. So I'm working for this department and after a few hours or so, I ask the guys, supervisors, if they have anything against me listening to some music on my earphones. They were cool with that as I was not engaging with any other employees unless I was reporting that I finished a certain task and I was ready for the next one. If a customer approached me, I was to direct him to actual worker from the given department. So that's how a few days went by. Supervisors were very happy with the work I did, and I was happy I could make the time fly faster with the help from my white mp3 player that seems ancient nowadays. Honestly, still after those years it feels nice to remember daily compliments from these very guys. Good feedback, good guidance, good managerial material might I add, now when I have much more work experience in various roles. But obviously all the good things come to an end, and I started to get transferred between various departments after a few days. We had quite a lot of extra workers, so once the main departments were more or less done with, we were just moved around to help where we were needed. And this is where I realized that most of the helpers didn't really bother to work as well as the others. There's been some of us who played ball in the store's alleys and some were chilling 15 minutes after every task since they were so exhausted from all the work they haven't done yet. Well, screw them. I'm just gonna do my thing and keep looking for work. Time flies faster that way anyway, so why wouldn't I? And this is where I met the crappy supervisor that set the bar for the next few years. This guy clearly was just given too much power, and he liked to remind others that he was the one in charge here, i.e. in his one single department in a huge store. I was working for his department doing just as good of a job as before while listening to music. He didn't seem to mind that, other helpers often did the same. But what he couldn't stand is when we were idle for even a second. Quite literally, we had to be focused on our tasks all the time. And at his department, we had to walk around a lot. So while walking, he expected us to plan ahead our next actions and evaluate how said actions should be performed. I wish I was exaggerating, but sadly, I'm not. I had a couple unpleasant remarks from him before. All of them were ridiculous. But still, I was trying to work even harder to appease him. But I just had enough when he approached me another time. 
I was walking between stations in order to pick up some price tags that I needed to stick to the shelves in another part of the department. And while I was walking, I dared to take out my MP3 player and skip a song I didn't like. This is when he went too far and started yelling at me saying that I'm not paid to mess around and I'm supposed to work. He was kind of aggressive and we ended up yelling a bit at each other as I was feeling angry having seen what other helpers were doing compared to me. He said he called me out multiple times and I should just leave if that's my attitude towards this work. So I did. I just turned around, walked to the break room to sign out on the timesheet and left the store without hesitation. Still, we were only halfway through my employment there and I was waging my options after I stormed out. Not showing up at work on the following day would be admitting that I was to blame. Similarly, if I contacted temp agency or the company trying to sort it out, it would feel like I need to explain myself even though I don't believe I did anything wrong. And to top that, I could be blacklisted by the agency so no more work for me after the company reports my behavior. So I did what I thought was best. Just showed up at work at 8 as every other day before, as usually all of the helpers formed a neat line in a break room to get their assignments for the beginning of the day, and I was the middle of the line. Assignments were given by another supervisor who was responsible for all the extra helpers brought in through the temp agency. You could tell that all the other helpers were eager to see what they're going to do to me since the news spread yesterday. I expected to be fired on the spot. Honestly, I was just hoping that they wouldn't try to freak with my pay thus far. Anyway, briefing goes on and the supervisor lady gets to me, stops for a second, and clearly hesitates. Didn't you leave yesterday? I say I did as I was told by my department supervisor, but it's not me who has reasons to not show up for work today. I still have contract for another week, and I'm not planning to abandon it. The lady stood there for a few more seconds, then just nodded, gave me my assignment, and carried on with the briefing. For the remaining week, I was working in various departments, but never in the one with the crappy supervisor. Not just that but I was also assigned to my original department a couple more times, and for some reason, they had even more good things to say about my performance than before. People quit bad managers, not bad jobs, and this is a really good example, but sadly OP really needed to finish out that work anyways. You just wish that OP had some way to really stick it to them. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.